This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. This podcast is brought to you by Let'sTalkIdeas.org, your budget-friendly custom design firm in Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Antigua and Barbuda Prime Minister Brown meets with United Nations Undersecretary General. Prominent Haitian group denounces violence, hardship. Biden renews Haiti support at U.N., Anti-human trafficking team investigates recent serious cases. Guyana's EPA poor response to oil spill exposes unpreparedness. Bill to designate St. Croix U.S. Virgin Islands, a national heritage site, headed to U.S. Senate after successful hearing in-house. CIBC First Caribbean helps Barbados access funding for marine conservation. And Grenada Medical and Dental Council aspires to accredit medical schools outside of Grenada. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Thursday, September 22nd. We start our report today with a look at diplomacy and negotiations at work on the margins of the United General Assembly at the United Nations. First up, Antigua and Barbuda Prime Minister Brown met with UN Undersecretary General. Antigua Newsroom reports Prime Minister Gaston Brown met yesterday with the UN Undersecretary General and high representatives for the least developed countries, landlocked developing countries, and small island development states. Her Excellency Rabab Fatima on the margins of the 77th session of the United Nations General Assembly at the United Nations headquarters in New York. Prime Minister Brown congratulated Ms. Fatima on her recent appointment in August 2022. Her new role comes with the challenging task of mobilizing international support for the most vulnerable United Nations member states by ensuring that their urgent needs remain high on the international agenda. Prime Minister Mr. Brown took the opportunity to discuss priorities for small island developing states, especially in his capacity as chair of the Alliance for the Small Island States. Some crucial points he raised include the issue of climate change, where small island development states hope to chart a way forward for loss and damage finance, the use of a multi-dimensional vulnerability index for vulnerable states to have better access to concessional financing and the Ford UN International Conference on Small Island Developing States, which Antigua and Barbuda will host in 2024. The conference is a defining moment for small island developing states to focus global attention on their unique vulnerabilities. In other news, at the United Nations, Chinese Argentina foreign ministers meet on sidelines of the General Assembly session. Bahamanews.net by Chinua News reports Chinese State Counselor and Foreign Minister Wang Yi met on Tuesday with Argentina Foreign Minister Santiago Cafiero on the sidelines of the ongoing 77th session of the United Nations General Assembly. Noting that this year marks the 50th anniversary of the establishment of diplomatic ties between China and Argentina, Wang said it is of great importance for China-Argentina relations to build on the past to make greater strides. 
Under the strategic guidance of the Chinese president and the Argentine president, the two sides have promoted continuous and in-depth development of China-Argentina relations. Wang continually noted that China is willing to work with Argentina to implement the important consensus reached by the two heads of states and take the 50th anniversary of the establishment of diplomatic relations as an opportunity to deepen strategic cooperation and push the China-Argentina Comprehensive Strategic Partnership to a new level. Wang said as important emerging markets, China and Argentina share common visions, pursuits and interests, and shoulder common responsibilities. China appreciates Argentina's adherence to the One China principle and supports Argentina in safeguarding national sovereignty and territorial integrity. Wang said China-Argentina's strategic cooperation is in line with the trend of the times, adding China supports Argentina in playing a bigger role in international and regional affairs and appreciates Argentina for fulfilling its responsibilities as the rotating chair of the Community of Latin America and Caribbean States, CELAC. China stands ready to work with Argentina to follow through on the outcomes of the China CELAC Forum so that China-Latin America corporations can better benefit the people of the two sides, he noted. More news from the United Nations where U.S. President Biden renews support for Haiti. The St. Kitts Nevis Observer via CMC reports prominent Haitian group Family Action Network movement has strongly denounced the continued violence and hardship facing Haitians, saying it is also gravely concerned by the deteriorating situation in Haiti's capital, Port-au-Prince. Haiti is under total lock rendering the people hostage in their own land, the group said. The executive director, Marlene Bastion, told Caribbean Media Corporation that larger and larger numbers of people are demonstrating on the streets asking for change. She said it needs security and safety from the ongoing violence. Otherwise, the people will continue to risk their lives in rickety boats to make it to the land of the free, America. In a rare moment reflecting on the seriousness of Haiti's current affairs, U.S. President Joe Biden used his speech at the United Nations on Wednesday to call on the international community to do more to assist a Caribbean nation as it faces its worst crisis in decades. We continue to stand with our neighbor in Haiti as it faces political fuel gang violence and an enormous human crisis. And we call on the world to do the same, Biden said. We have to do more. Now we look at anti-human trafficking cases in the region. St. Martin Island Times reports in June 2022, several Cubans were discovered at the Phillipsburg Hotel in St. Martin. Subsequently, on July 2022, several were apprehended on the French side of the island aboard a ship that was most likely to smuggle them to the U.S. Virgin Islands. The captain escaped capture. 
The St. Martin Human Smuggling Team has indications of connections to the Dutch side in the alleged trafficking case. Arrests are expected in the near future. In another case in August 2022, several unauthorized immigrants arrive aboard a boat in Hallover Bay, St. John, U.S. Virgin Islands. That ship, based on the investigations, departed from St. Martin Frontside. The boat left the unauthorized immigrants along the shore to swim ashore. In the process, two unauthorized immigrants lost their lives. St. Martin's human smuggling and trafficking team is also investigating the links to this human trafficking case on the Dutch side of the island and is not ruling out further arrests. Smuggling persons or otherwise assisting in doing so is punishable under St. Martin Penal Code. You're listening to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. Now here's a look at environmental news in the region. Guyana's EPA poor response to oil spill exposes unpreparedness. Crida News reports almost two weeks after American oil major ExxonMobil reported a one-barrel spill at the Liza 2 operation in the Strabo block, the Environmental Protection Agency of Guyana has not come out to tell the nation whether its investigation has confirmed the minus spillage as reported by the company. Guyana's former EPA head, Dr. Vincent Adams, says this occurrence shows how grossly unprepared Guyana is for petroleum production even as it embarks on an ambitious campaign to speed up these operations. In an invited comment, Dr. Adams, a petroleum engineer, explained that the agency's failure to make a pronouncement on the spill days later paints a gloomy picture of what the nation can expect should a spill of greater scale occur. Nonetheless, he said, it is not about the size of the spill, it's just the culture. On September 10th, ExxonMobil reported that the team on the Liza Unity observed a sheen on the water in the vicinity of the vessel on September 9th. According to the oil company, initial investigations indicated that about one barrel of crude oil was released during a maintenance activity on the vessel. When asked if he believes that the investigation should have been complete by now, Dr. Adams responded in the affirmative. The former EPA of Guyana head believes that Guyana is in fact telling Exxon that it is not serious about oil spills and being accountable to the people by failing to provide its own report. As such, he signaled, if we get a spill, it's going to be a disaster because we are not prepared to handle one, to be honest. Now on to the U.S. Virgin Islands, where a bill to designate St. Croix in the U.S. Virgin Islands a National Heritage Site heads to the U.S. Senate after successful hearings in the House. The Virgin Island Consortium reports the U.S. House of Representatives voted to pass a bill that would designate the entire island of St. Croix as a national heritage area. This is the second time since being introduced in 2003 that the bill has made it past the U.S. House of Representatives. Committee Chair Senator Angus King presented the U.S. Senate Companion Bill, S-4222, during a hearing of the Senate Committee on Energy 
Energy and Natural Resources Subcommittee on National Parks on Wednesday. Mr. King said he was proud to present the companion bill, which was reintroduced by the current VI delegate to Congress, Stacey Plaskett, in 2021. I think it is most important for us to work together to ensure the voice of our citizens in the territories are also heard, he remarked. It was one of 14 bills voted on Wednesday. In a press statement following the vote, Ms. Plaskett said, more than 10 years ago, in September 2010, the National Park Service completed the study and concluded that St. Croix U.S. Virgin Islands meet the evaluation criteria for this designation. If passed, the bill would assign the Virgin Islands State Historic Preservation Office as the local coordinating entity to oversee and develop programs and projects that recognize, protect, and enhance important resource values in the heritage area and would make funding available to develop recreational and educational opportunities to inform and engage youth on the heritage of St. Croix. The bill, now to be considered by the U.S. Senate, if passed, forwards to U.S. President Joe Biden before becoming law. Next up, it's Barbados, where CIBC First Caribbean is helping the Barbadian government access funding for marine conservation. Barbados Today reports CIBC First Caribbean and Credit Suisse as joint lead arrangers have successfully closed a recently announced $146.5 million Government of Barbados dual currency facility. The Inter-American Development Bank and the Nature Conservancy acted as co-guarantors for the transaction. Credit Suisse and CIBC Capital Market partners as dealers managers for the buyback of the U.S. 2029 bonds. Additionally, Inter-American Development Bank is providing sustainability advisory services and the Nature Conservancy is providing conservation advisory services to Barbados. The transaction takes the form of a debt conversion that will unlock significant funding for marine conservation over the next 15 years in Barbados. As a part of the debt conversion, Barbados is committed to protecting and effectively managing up to 30% of the nation's ocean, specifically the exclusive economic zone and territorial sea. And here's our final note. Grenada Medical and Dental Council aspires to accrediting medical schools outside Grenada. Grenada now reports the National Committee for Foreign Medical Education Accreditation has declared that Grenada's system for accrediting medical education programs is comparable to the system in the United States of America. This determination by the National Committee for Foreign Medical Education Accreditation ensures that American students can access federal government loans to pay for their medical education in Grenada. The Grenada Medical and Dental Council was established in 2010 via the Health Practitioners Act, amended in 2019, now the Health Practitioners Amendment Act. The act authorizes the council to carry out two distinct functions. Firstly, the registration and licensing of physicians, and secondly, the accreditation of medical education programs that leads to medical degrees in Grenada. 
In its quest to become a world-class medical accreditation agency, the Grenada Medical and Dental Council also sought and received recognition from the World Federation for Medical Education. Such recognition ensures that the Grenada Medical and Dental Council is placed in the world database of medical education accredited agencies that have a benchmark standard of quality. World Federation for Medical Education recognition also means that any student who graduates from the Grenada Medical and Dental Council accredited institution can practice medicine in North America if they pass the relevant exams and attain the requisite certifications. Dr. George Mitchell, Executive Director of Grenada Medical and Dental Council Accreditation Secretariat, indicated that this recent achievement is historic since no no single island in the Caribbean has an agency that the World Federation for Medical Education recognizes. Apart from Grenada, there is no other agency in the region, including the bigger territories like Jamaica, Barbados, Guyana, or Trinidad and Tobago that has achieved this recognition status by the World Federation for Medical Education, he said. The only other Caribbean agency that has achieved recognition from the World Federation for Medical Education is the Caribbean Accreditation Authority for Education in Medicine and Other Professions, an umbrella body established in 2003 under the support of the Caribbean community CARICOM. Grenada Medical and Dental Council aspires to accredit medical education programs outside of Grenada one day. However, this can only happen if the Health Practitioners Act is further amended to grant Grenada Medical and Dental Council such authority. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. And to share information on upcoming events, email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Thursday, September 22nd. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.